Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn doing what they do best. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. Point to Kuzhov. Oh, what a save by Raz! A diving glove save by Tuka Raz! I'm here to pick a fight with second place. That is a slash. They couldn't have crushed a grape. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. I guarantee you whoever said that lost the game. David Pasternak from David Krejci, and the Bruins win it in Sundance. Okay, welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. Joining us again is Justin Ventola. Justin, how are you doing, Tyler? Hey, good. How are you doing today, Dave and Tyler? Thanks for having me again. Yep, I'm doing pretty good, Dave. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, Jimmy Shea of the Apple Online's podcast is going to join us in a little bit. He said he was going to send a hot dog a gram to Phil Kessel after they got shut out 3 nothing by the Avalanche this afternoon. <laughs> So I just want to uh, wrap up the, as the Bruins are calling it, preseason. Uh, Boston limps into the playoffs as the fourth seed in the East. Uh, playing the, of course, the Carolina Hurricanes. That game happened earlier today after going 0-3 in the round robin and really 0-4 since they got up to Toronto. Their first line, <clears throat> excuse me, really hasn't put it together to this point. Um, you know, Marshawn two shots, three giveaways in that game. Uh, Bergeron with three shots. I mean, he was probably the, the good one on that game, although Pasternak had six shots. Are we seeing effects, uh, or have we been seeing the effects of them not playing together because Pasternak was out for a couple weeks, or is this just part of the game plan? Tyler, what do you think about that? You know, through these three games, one major thing that the Bruins have not had is consistency. Like, whenever they, like, start to, like, build up something, it just slowly starts to just dwindle down, and it just leads to a loss. Just no, it's, There's been no consistency towards these three games, and it goes towards the Carolina game that happened earlier today as well. Barely any consistency. Yeah, we'll get to that. I think they look – obviously, they had points, so they look better on that and Bergeron with the game winner. Because in comparison, if we – if Justin, I'll have you talk about the second line here, including today, they've looked – just in two games, much better than the first line. Oh, yeah. No, uh, honestly, Dave, and uh, it, that's that's been my whole um, thing I've been really watching out for, um, it, not just in the round robin games, but also in today's game, um, is just figuring out that middle six. Because, um, I mean, I know last year in the playoffs, uh, they had some success with Coyle and <laughs> Johansson uh, big time on the third line, providing some offense. And the key to any deep playoff run is having that secondary scoring, especially when the other teams are shutting down the top line. Uh, you know, the the perfection line, as anyone calls it, quote-unquote. I hate, kind of hate calling them that. But, you know, you knew they were going to figure that out. But what I was really looking for was the middle six and how they were going to shore out. And so far in the past two games, having uh, that second line of DeBrus, Krejci, and Kasha, they look like they're finding chemistry. And, like, today I think they're the best best line on the ice, which is really encouraging to see. Yeah, today I, I agree. They definitely uh, – yeah, Kasha, Hunter, the Pucks, and him and Krejci seem to have some good chemistry. The brusque was snake bit, but he got a goal in the Washington, the only goal for Boston in the Washington game. And he looks like he could just catch fire at any moment. We all know how streaky he can be. You know, the third and the fourth line, I thought in the, the third line was kind of jumbled around, but Bjork looks good with Coyle. And now over the last couple of games, we've seen Richie over there. And, you know, Richie kind of reminds me a little bit of an old Yager where he looks stuck in the mud half the time. But he, he once he gets moving, he goes... Uh, fourth line is the fourth. They can bring you the energy exactly when you need it. And I think I've been pretty happy with them in the fourth round. Any thoughts about those two lines, guys? Yeah, I've loved what I've seen from the fourth line. They've just been aggressive on that fourth check, especially with Wagner. Um, they're definitely tough when it comes to checking and stuff. I've just loved what I've seen from the fourth line. Very good. Yeah, Tyler, honestly, I really agree with you. Um, I love the fourth line. They're definitely not flashy by any means. Um, but listen, they bring you hard work energy and skill. I think today they had a great response. I believe it was in the third period 
um, where they just kind of really set the tone for the, for the rest of that game. Um, so I really like them. Bjork and Coyle, they're a good tandem. Uh, Richie, I'm still having trouble to see where he fits in the lineup because I think Coyle and Bjork are speed, they're high octane, they can go and so on and so forth. I, I, I know it's Richie physically, but outside of that, he seems to be kind of a lost guy. I mean, he's you know not nearly as fast as them. He can't keep up with their tempo. So that's kind of a little question mark right there. So, But Bjork and uh, Coyle, I like that combo. And the fourth line, keep it as is. Yeah, I agree with you on the Richie factor, too. That's why I compared him to an older Yager when he was here. He just always looked like he was, you know, a quarter of the ice behind sometimes, you know. I would try having Richie with Krejci and Kasha again because, you know, Krejci's a good team leader. And since Kasha and Richie play with the Ducks, maybe they could try something together. And I also like having DeBrusque with Bjork and Coyle because I think they could work well together. Yeah, those two lines could be interchangeable. I just think that it's been pretty solid with DeBrusque on the left. Uh, I, again, I alluded to him being a very streaky player. Let's face it. If David Krejci gets going in the playoffs, the Bruins could be unstoppable because then you do have that second line that they have to shut down, uh, which is something they didn't have in the last playoff run. We've been talking about secondary scoring since Claude was fired, since before that. So, yeah, I definitely think that the the – Second and third line, you could take some interchangeable pieces there. And you're right about Kasha and Richie playing out in Anaheim a little bit. But I think they tried that for a couple games when they first got here just to get them acclimated to the system. And I don't know if it really played out too well. I can't quite remember back to late February on that. But the defense really hasn't been looking great in these first four games, not including today. Uh, We'll get to that, the defense in today's game a little bit too. Um, but Chara looked really bad on that TJ Oshie goal. He really needs to just whack that puck out of there. He's trying to corral it and then move it. And he's got Yoshi coming from his blind side, I believe it was. And McAvoy, to me, has, uh, you know, looked good at parts in games, but tails off in others, or he starts cold. Like, I felt like he started really cold today. But I do like the clifton Lazon pair, and I don't know which one of us, if it was us, I think maybe Tyler said it last week. He thought that the Carlo Crew pair was a top pair the top pair is that true Tyler yep I said that and I to this day I still agree to it yeah I think we saw that today against the Aho line um and I and I think I'm coming around to that factor I, I know that I don't believe Char is your number one defender anymore or even your number two um but I was kind of stuck on the McAvoy train a little bit and over the last few games I'm getting the hot and cold with him mm. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, honestly, guys, I, I, I think, um, I think honestly, today um, is, uh, and I honestly give a, a huge shout out to uh, Bruce Cassie on this one, but um, I, I think it's clear, um, Chara versus um, quick, young, skilled guys is a recipe for absolute disaster. I mean, it's like asking me to catch up to someone who's full sprint and I'm just running. You know, what I mean, it's it's not going to happen. So I think when you have like uh, like that top line for Carolina, Aho, uh, Teravina, and Sveshnikov. I mean, those guys, they got some wheels. And um, I think I, you saw a lot more of the Krug-Carlo combination going up against those guys because um, they can defend much quicker and faster than Char uh, can. Um, so I think Cassie really, he recognizes that, hey, we're going to, if, we, if we got opponents with a very, very fast top, top line, even second line, I'm going to try to, re, uh, you know, match it up so that it's Carlo and Krug. Um, versus those guys, versus Char and McAvoy, um, who, again, Char just, oh, God, he's glacial out there. It's bad. Yeah. All right, and now now let's just move on to today's game. We've touched base on a couple bits and pieces of it. Um, <clears throat> Boston goes down, giving up the first goal yet again. They hadn't hold, held a lead in the bubble for the entire time. They give up a goal at 13-02. Um, I, crap, who was it? got that goal. I don't even care. Edmondson for Carolina? Edmondson. Yeah, I think it was Edmondson. Edmondson. That's yeah, right. That's, Edmondson. That's, that's, you know what? He was on St. Louis last year. I just tried to block out his name. <laughs> um, but they <laughs> give up that, you know, at 17.45 of the period, Pasternak ties the game. Let's listen to that right now. Marshawn to Pasternak. He scores! The Bruins tie it 2.15 to go. Yeah, that's 2.15 of the first period there. Uh, left to go on that, and you know you start feeling a little good. They tied it up before yeah. you go to the, the uh, next period. It was a nice cross pass by Marchand, and you know Pasternak's going to finish that one. 
Yeah, right off the face-off. And it was a dart over the eyes, wide open. Yeah. Um, then Coyle uh, at 4.38 of the <clears throat> excuse me, at 4.38 of the second period scores on uh, what can only be described as a, a working goal. That puck was all over the place. Yep. Listen, uh, oh, that was Jack Edwards, by the way, with the pasta knock goal. Now let's listen to him and the coil goal. York, a shot with purpose. Richie keeps it alive. Scramble in front. Coil scores! The Bruins lead! Well, the call on the ice is a good goal. The call on the ice on that was important because it was inconclusive on some things. But, um, Justin, looking at that goal, you know, you start bounce off the defender and then the Maroons player. I thought it hit York's back for a minute. And, you know, uh, Mrazek goes down to cover that puck up. And there was a stick there. So I think that's why the play continued. What did you think of that uh, goal in particular? Well, to be honest with you, Dave, like – and good, good for Coyle, and I think it was a hard-working shift. I definitely think the Bruins kind of got a little bit of a break with that one, not going to lie, um, because they were looking at several different things from uh, what I can remember. Uh, the first was definitely the hand pass, like, oh, was, it, was that like a hand pass by him? And that was kind of inconclusive as to who had it first. And then touched Morazic. And I think what they were more arguing was that Morazic had the puck covered, uh, which, you know, again, kind of he's technically right, but at the same time, um, if you have that puck covered, you don't lose that control of that puck. And I think because he made a play on it and he wasn't able to keep it covered and it wasn't covered for long enough, they just kind of like let it go um, and uh, let, let the goal stand, which again, I think, which uh, is awesome, but I do think we were a little bit lucky with that one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do I agree with the, I agree with Justin. I think they were lucky on that one. It, it was definitely a hand pass in there. Just, yeah, it, it was definitely a lucky goal. I that's That was also really that was also really given to us. Did, and then, did, Tyler, did your heart sink like mine did when uh, it went to replay with all the goals I know, we've seen? I, <laughs> I thought for sure we were, it was going to be a no goal. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, but we actually had the advantage in this one. The refs gave it to us. Also, on a side note, number 21 on the Carolina Hurricanes, you cannot play goalie. <laughs> <laughs> you saw him trying to, <laughs> trying to run out that glove save. <laughs> you might not suck. He needs some uh, thicker pads there. I think that's what you mean, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness! No, but that was definitely uh, that was definitely lucky. And um, for all the goals that the Bruins have had retracted on them throughout the regular season, <laughs> I'm happy we kept that one. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna lose my mind if they pulled that one it's back. Also, uh, also during the playoffs too, so I'll take it. It's about time Toronto made up a call for us, right? Oh, seriously. <laughs> all right, but unfortunately, what was it? 31 seconds late. Well, first of all, Carolina loses the challenge, so they go. They got, uh, go down shorthanded. Boston gets the power play. So then I'm thinking, great. Here's a great opportunity. But 31 seconds into that power play, a terrible giveaway by Pasternak. Just put it over, and the guy just jumped right out in front of it and took off, and it was over from there. Yeah, this is the one problem about Pasternak when he plays in the games. He gives blind passes. He just gives so many blind passes, especially in the power play. And you saw it, what happened when uh, McGinn got that goal. He yeah, would easily beat Rask in that goal. I've by been, a blind I've, pass by Pasternak. Pissed me off. Yeah, I've been kind of over the whole giving up the shorthanded goal for the last, like, three years, maybe four. It's been happening for a long time with this, uh, seemingly with this off, uh, this power play unit. Yeah, so, by the way, since we're talking about the power play now, their first power play in the first period, they had no shots on goal during the first one. No shots on goal. And then you have this goal here. They give up a shorthanded one. Yeah, this power play has been horrible. This power play has been horrible lately. Definitely has oh, not I, been looking good. Oh, I definitely agree. To, I, I definitely agree, guys. Like, I mean, their power play literally looked like garbage. The first power play unit looked like they had no clue how to get a clean entry. No clue. I think Krug at one point during uh, one of their first power plays in the first period or something like that, he looked like he was going to carry it in, but then like he stopped at the blue line, and then everyone else just kind of froze. And the next thing you know, Carolina gets clear. And in regards to Pasnak, I love the kid, and I won't pick him on, on him too much because today he had some good defensive plays. They never he see had him four make. blocks today. He did, yeah. which is great, and you love to see that. However, the kid is still a turnover machine. And there was like for as many blocks as he had, he had I think just as many, if not more, turnovers today. 
and that was one of them. He should have yeah. just flipped it right into the corner. Instead, blind pass right to uh, a streaking McGee or whatever it was. Yeah, McGinn. Brock McGinn, is it? <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, according to the stat sheet, Bostonak only had one turnover, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it was more than that. Yeah, I think it was more than that. But yeah, possibly I think saved the goal for us. I think he saved the goal for us. Yeah, with one of those blocks, right? Yeah. I I missed watching. I was listening to part of the third period, and then I was able to catch it back up when I got to my destination. But uh, I think it was in that general area that Pasenak had that wild block. Um, We're all tied up going into two. Minute less than a minute into the first period, David Krejci with a great move in front of Morazic to score just takes him out of his shoes. Bruins have the lead again, and let's see what Jack Edwards had to say about that one. McAvoy hoists the backhand into the slot, cautious shot from one knee. Krejci scores. David Krejci puts the Bruins ahead 3 2, 59 seconds into the third. You know, uh, McAvoy got the secondary on that, but you heard the Kasha. He took that shot from his knees, and that, I think, has been one of the things that has impressed me the most about Kasha lately is uh, he just seems to be at the puck, and he's playing hard. Oh, no, for sure. That's honestly what I'm liking about Kasha right now because uh, he seems like he's a great puck pursuit guy, um, great second effort, um, and he's also willing to shoot too. And today I saw a few times. I mean, they weren't great shots, but – he at least t- tried to take one. Uh, I, I give him all the props right there for being able to just, you know, on his knees, just get a short shot off, as you saw Krejci, um, you know, right down next to Morozik, and he just came in. And um, I, I think, was it Andy Brickley or Jack Edwards, or uh, maybe it was Billy Jaffe, they even noticed too how Krejci was just able just to corral that puck around Morozik. I think that was uh, just a testament to the skill that um, Krejci has. And if he's going, man, oh, God. Yeah, Krejci in the playoffs yeah. in 2011 and 2013 led, led in points. If you can get some semblance of that, again, like I said a, a little while ago, you could be unstoppable. Well, now, you, now that you're giving him some wingers, it's amazing what he can do, right? You know what I mean? I know, yeah. Well, they just gave, they gave him wingers. They were just giving him guys from Providence. Well, that's the issue, yeah. <laughs> no, actual top six wingers here. <laughs> So the game goes into overtime. At the end of the first overtime, we get another Boston, excuse me, Boston gets another power play. And you're thinking, all right, you can end this right right at the end of the period. You get most of the two minutes. No, it doesn't happen. You don't even get a good possession, really, to begin the power play to start the next period, the next overtime period. But a minute 13 into the double overtime, the playoff hero of this game, Patrice Bergeron. My boy, Bergeron. Brandon Carlos, some credit. He makes the shot block in his own zone. He got body position, and he just kind of ran a pick in order to free up the give and go between Marshawn and Pasternak, and then Pasternak off the rush on his back end. Everybody concerned maybe he might get it on his forehand. He might get a shot away. Everyone's focusing on him. Nobody picks up Bergeron coming late. That little subtle drop of the left shoulder, like he might try to sneak it. Short side, and he goes across his body, above the right pad, below the blocker, and the Bruins' big threesome combined for the game winner. Again, you heard Billy and uh, Barry talking about that sliding of Morozik. That, of course, is the great Andy Brickley of the Nesson broadcast, uh, and I don't think anybody could have really done a better job explaining how that and letting you visualize that, even just with uh, that being the, um, the televised broadcast there. His breakdown of that is great, and you can go back and you look and not Pasanaka, Mashan kind of ducks under a defender, it looked like, too, to keep that play moving at one point. And lo and behold, the Bruins have their first win of the NHL playoffs. Uh, any guys, me, you guys got a comment on that last goal at all? Yeah, it was a pretty good goal from Bergeron, and, you know, that kind of energy they brought during that second overtime period in the short time it had, it seemed very good and it seemed pretty promising, but... All they have to do now is bring that same energy into the next game. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. And start on I don't, time. Yeah. And start on time, too. Uh, I, don't, I don't have my hopes up still. Not really up there. Because I still think that they didn't look too good in this game. Especially with Rask. I, he only had a total of 28 saves. But if this game never went into overtime, he would have had a total of 15 saves. And there was about 18 shots he had him uh, before overtime. So... And many, we had many blocks, too. We had a total of 30 blocks in this game as well, so. Yeah, Boston I, had 30 blocks? 
Yep, Boston at 30 blocks. Wow. And, yeah, I just, Ross had a pretty sloppy game. Yeah, I mean, the whole team has looked kind of sloppy, and they've come out slow to start games. They've come out slow in the previous four games, obviously going 0-4 and not having held a lead. Um, Tyler, what are your thoughts on them playing those first four games as a preseason? Is that a hindrance, or do you think it was a good plan? Hinderous, absolutely hinderous, because you have other teams playing in qualifying rounds that are taking these games seriously. This is like their last chance. We are playing like we're playing like it's literally preseason, and it's just not a good way to do it. We're close to this is this is the playoffs. We're close to the playoffs. Why would you play these games like they're preseason? Because they haven't played that in is, four and a half months. I know, but still, you have a chance to get the Stanley Cup. Play like you want it. True. Justin, what do you think about their strategy, their seeming strategy? Well, honestly, honestly guys, I, I'm 50-50 on this one. Uh, on the one hand, I absolutely agree with Tyler. I'm like, hey, listen, like, you know, look at Philly. They just kind of – they came up, they showed up, and they steamrolled us, Washington, and Tampa Bay. And because of that, they got the number one seed. Um, I, they look like they, they've, they've gotten their, um, you know, their asses in gear pretty quick here. So I, I kind of wish they didn't treat it like that. I wish they were a little bit more um, zoned in and thinking, hey, like we got to find our game and we really got to like push ourselves in these games to get back up to speed. On the flip side of the coin, I, I do get it in the sense that like we are an older team um, and who knows if going right back into it too fast could cause an injury. I mean, I know Tampa Bay had that scare with Edmund the other day. I couldn't help but think like, oh, you know, what if like, you know, say we we're going full throttle and then Bergeron like, you know, Hurts is going again, that nagging groin injury or, or injury, or um, I don't know, Krejci does something stupid or whatever the matter. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, if you guys want to try to play it safe, fine. But my, my one deal is, is if you're going to talk like it's preseason and that those games don't really matter, even Martian said it between the first and second period today, or maybe it's the second and third, but I remember him saying it even today that he thought there were preseason games. Uh, but listen, if you're going to talk like that, then your ass better show up for the first game. And, I mean, today they definitely weren't their usual selves by any means. Uh, they played better than the Ram Robin for sure. Um, but they're definitely not there yet. And I don't think they looked back into the second OT. So I agree with you guys. They got to really start on time and keep that high level of um, consistency there. Otherwise, this may not be for long. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. That first line is still not clicking. It, it combined for a total of six shots today, Pasternak having three of them and Bergeron with two. And in comparison, if you look at that second line, which I want to I go into that second line a little bit more about what we like and what we may not like in, about it, but they already have – they had 13 shots today. And poor – well, I, I don't want to say poor Jake DeBrush, but, man – I fell for that guy a couple of times. He hits the post and then misses a wide open net, which on that one, I think if he had just taken a half a skate to the left, he could have put that one right in. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts on how DeBrusque handled missing that that wide open net throughout the rest of the game? I just felt bad for him. Uh, DeBrusque has been a really good player. He's made some plays during the Steve's playoff runs. He's, he's He's been consistent in points uh, lately. And he, he's gonna, he's been contributing. Uh, I I see a lot of contribution from DeBrusque. Um, I think we'll see a lot more as he, as he heads as we head into more games. I think he'll be more comfortable where he is. I think he'll definitely get a, a goal in there against Carolina. Yeah, I, I I don't see I don't really see Morazic doing too well in these next few games. But I could be I could definitely be wrong. I think DeBrusque could get a goal during the series. I mean, he he definitely could. What frustrates me with DeBrusque is that when he's got his legs moving under him and he's throwing his way around and like he's driving to the net and taking shots, you see that offensive ability. Um, but to be honest with you, with me and DeBrusque, he's good, not great. Um, and I, I honestly, and some probably even questions if he's even a top six winger. Um, I, I think like you may even see, uh, depending on if he's unable to produce, um, I wouldn't be opposed to Cassie trying Bjork to uh, create his left. Uh, for a game two, just to see um, how it looks. Um, I think he was definitely snake bitten today, but I mean, that first one where he hit the post, uh, they said earlier, usually like you want to see a winger a little bit closer, so therefore go, uh, the goalie can't, doesn't have time to go from uh, you know side to side like that. Um, that wide open net, I mean, he knew it. Um, and I was pleased in the sense that he was pissed off when he went to the bench because I'm like, okay, cool. 
he knows that like oh like you know he should have had that and he needs to make that so i mean once he gets going hot it, it's he's he's a good player and he and he's fine but he's got to find that consistency in his game and honestly i think if he can't find it that's why he's not that top six guy because you know if you're in the top six you got to be a consistent consistent producing forward and uh, his consistency right now that's what bothers me and how what do you think the effect of having kosher over on the right side is going to do for debrusque um moving forward after today after seeing how that line really clicked and really seemed to gel today justin well i, I honestly dave i think it's helpful because um, David Krejci is a guy who, you know, he likes having the puck on the stick. He likes being able to make plays. Um, and he wants guys to go high octane. And um, I think uh, Dabrowski, has got that nice straight, uh, straight line speed. Um, and when, again, when he has his legs going, he's a fast player and he can get behind many defensemen. Um, and I think it's helpful having a guy like Kasha on his line because Kasha also has some wheels. Um, and he also is a puck, hunt, um, puck hound, and he'll, uh, he'll drive straight to the net, net like DeBrusque. So I definitely think those uh, wingers have those elements of straight line speed, uh, being uh, puck pursuit, as well as um, kind of drive to the net players. And I think those wingers definitely complement each other. I just think DeBrusque really needs to find his game. And once he does that, that line is going to be pretty potent. I agree with uh, Justin. I think they work really well together. Um... I think the more games they play together, I think they'll start to get a lot better. I think that second line will do some pretty good things in the playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah, was, not I, expect, I, I was not expecting Kosh to play that, that well in that game. Yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised with what we've seen of him up in Toronto considering what happened for the two, two and a half weeks before um, we actually saw him back in uniform. But uh, joining us now is Jimmy Shea of the Blown Lines podcast. Jimmy, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've just been uh, going over today's game. Uh, we touched base a little bit on the, uh, as the Bruins were calling it, the preseason four games. And then we went right into today's game, which was, you know, it was a nerve-wracking game, to say the least, I would say. Uh, yeah. How much money did you lose today, Jimmy? On the game, I actually bet the Bruins, surprisingly, which is a huge shock for me. Um, uh, lost money today. We're not going to go into that. You have to look my no, picks uh... online. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Bruins, 11 a.m. games suck because I can't drink while I watch them, especially at work, because um, playoffs stressful and not having a beverage in my hand is not – does not make it any easier. Yeah, I was so, with my six-year-old, so I know the no having a bear thing, so. Yep. So it's uh, they, I don't want to say they played good because they didn't play good. They didn't. Um, but It was flashes. They won. They won. I'll put it. That. I'll leave it at that. I'll yeah. try to be as nice as possible. They won. Uh, Jimmy, um, I want to know your thoughts on the power play in this game today oh. from the Bruins. Do we even have a power play? I felt like every time we we're on the power play, we lost momentum or we gave up a goal. Um, going back to what you guys say about Kasha, I thought he was good for the most part, except for that pass that ended up uh, with the shorty. Um, that was that was Boston. Great. That was Boston oh, with that pass. Was that, it? Okay, then that led to the shorty. Yeah, yeah. sorry. The, the reception in my office to watch the game was not great, so it's not HD, and I thought I saw a two there, so I guess two eights. So that's my bad. Um, so anyways, bad bad pass. So go back to the power play, not great. Um, it was actually detrimental to have it. Every time we got a power play, I'm like, oh, here we go. Might as well give uh, the Hurricanes uh, tons of scoring opportunities because it just did not work for them. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that I want to – see what uh actually jimmy i'll get your thoughts on this because i kind of feel i already know the answer but with back-to-back games and one playing at 11 a.m and going to double overtime and the other one is tomorrow night at 8 p.m mm-hmm. uh what do you think that bruins should do with the goaltender do they keep raskin that for the back-to-back who has absolutely terrible numbers i heard something on 98.5 today uh after the yep. game that it's three and, he's three and 12 good. He's, he's three and 12 yeah, or do you play Halak and give Rask the time off, even though it's only been three games for Rask? Halak starts game two. Halak starts game six. That's with the back-to-back. Halak starting the back-to-backs for me. If I'm if, if I'm if I'm casting Halak starting back-to-backs. Uh, it's worked all year for him. Rask can't do back-to-backs. He's I, I don't know if it's mental. I don't want to say it's mental for him, even though I think it, some of it is. I think a lot of it's his, uh, his structure. He's a he's a small guy. He's tall, but he's lanky. He's a lot like Chris Dale for the Red Sox. He doesn't have. I don't think he has the durability to go back-to-back, even in the playoffs. So, back-to-back, you start Halak. I think Halak's just as capable as Tuca. 
And that's my biggest thing with Tuca. People think I don't like Tuca Rask. I don't have a problem with the player. I have a problem with the contract. So the fact that we're paying him $8 million a year when you can get the same production out of Halak for four, that's my problem with Tuca Rask. Not, not, his, not him as a player, but his, his contract has a problem with it. So I go Halak back-to-back. So game oh, yeah. two is Halak. Best of hope my uh, Bjork plays better too because that contract. That contract is bad. It's it's manageable. You can yeah. if he doesn't work out in a year or two, you can trade that for you know something. And it's only yeah. it's a it's only a million six that somebody is putting on that contract. Jimmy, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying about the big contract. Um, you know, another big contract that is coming close to a close would be Krejci's contract. And I've been saying to these guys for the last half hour or so. Um, I think if that second line catches fire, then it's 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 a good thing because you know Krejci leading the playoffs in 2011 and 2013 is the playoff Krejci you want. I still say, and I know this is 10 years ago now, but when the Bruins blew that three nothing lead in the series to the Flyers, it all went downhill in Game With Four. Krejci got hurt. Mm-hmm. With the wrist arm, now yes, 100 percent on that. Um, if Krejci gets hot and you can you can deal him at uh, top of the market, I'm all for it. They won't do it. He's he's been hot before. Uh, he was he was decent last year in the playoffs. He but, was he goal, but, think, but he wasn't 2011. He wasn't 2011, 2013. He's never gonna be 2011 again. But he looks good. He could he should have had the game winner at uh, the three minute mark or the four minute mark in the third period. If DeBrus gets up puck through with no, or he almost got off the deflection off the skate there. He looked good today. Which is what I want to see. This is my biggest thing. Why I picked the Canes to win in six is because David Krejci and DeBrusque have been non-existent the whole uh, preseason. I'm doing quotations because I don't really know what else to call it. The preseason and the perfection line has been anything but perfection. Um, even today, I mean, they weren't per- they weren't perfect. Um, even they uh, had so, two goals. Uh, I'll give you the the very last goal. The plays that they did there that was a per- perfect way to play it. So that's the only reason they would give them that today. But other than that, I do hate the perfection line. But I, I would give. I would give. That was a that was a perfect play. It started with Carlo in the block, and it went yep. up. Marshawn ducked under the defender, got it over to Pasta, and then Pasta found Bergie, who just put it in the right spot. So, Bergeron, I mean, I could have hit that open net. The way the way that Morazic plays, he plays so. The Brus couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right there. I mean, the thing is. Are you saying you're better than the Brusque now? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, after the way he played today, yeah. Oh, um, but Mar- like the way Morazic plays, he plays so um, like 2011 Tim Thomas, very aggressive, and he goes way outside. And if you fake him and dip it outside, you have the whole nother shoot at. And yeah. you know George Paros could have scored that goal. Yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on it. At least I, I also mentioned earlier, nah, Justin, I'll have you start off on this one. How I've been kind of up and down on McAvoy lately. It looks like he's either. Starting off good and tailing off, or he's starting off slow and then, like today, he kind of started really to get going. He's had some questionable plays and turnovers. Um, what's your thoughts about how McAvoy's been playing? As you know, today I don't think they were the top pair, but they're still billed as the top pair, him and Chara. It was too well. I actually think today, uh, McAvoy still led um, the entire team in ice time. I think he finished with what, uh, uh, between 30 and 40 minutes, something like that, 35, 36 minutes of uh, time on ice. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm pretty sure he was around that going into the second OT. Um, but listen, I, I know he's got a lot of scrutiny, and um, as he should, um, I, I, I personally, I like McAvoy. And I really think that there's a hole in that right side of the defense um, if he's not there. Um, I think a lot of people kind of like expect him to be kind of like Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr uh, right out of the gate. Um, and obviously, like in his history, he's kind of like, you know, been played by uh, injuries and whatnot. Um, and uh, he definitely has those moments where he, you know, I think has a tendency to play down to his competition. Um, but I think if you notice when he's facing some of the, like, like the best kind of like some of our biggest rivals, like Washington, Tampa, um, he has a tendency to really raise his game. Um, and even today, he wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't great. But he made some really smart plays, and I think there's a big hole in your defense um, if we don't have him. And I also think, too, um, and obviously I don't want to put this all on charm, but it must not be that fun playing with that guy just because he's so slow. And I feel like McAvoy in some ways feels like he has to do more 
kind of like make up for his kind of like his lack of speed. Um, like, you know, Charles physical, but once he takes a hit, I'm on, excuse me, once he dishes a hit, it seems like it takes him like a minute or two to get back into his like normal uh, kind of like, you know, um, position and whatnot. So, you know, I think there's a lot of factors there. I definitely see where the criticism is coming from, but I, I think he's a guy who he does raise his game uh, when, when the moment calls for it and uh, when the opponent is, you know, the likes of, say, a Washington or Tampa. Um, so, but I can definitely see the criticism of him. But I think good player. He eats ice time, makes good plays. I saw him today. So, for sure. Okay, Tyler, what do you think of that, that uh, McAvoy's not having as much – doesn't seem to be having as much fun because he has to play with the old guy? Uh, I think McAvoy can be doing better with Char. I mean, they've played with each other for a while, so they definitely have some good chemistry going on there, but – yeah, you know, I think McAvoy can definitely play with somebody better. I think it's something he wants. Um, Charles got just gotten a lot more slower these years. I I don't think he has another year ahead of him after this year. So if McAvoy does get paired with somebody else, I think he can play better than who he's playing with right now, which is Chara. Well, you went to, to your point. Who would you rather see him playing with? Crook. I mean. Well, Kroon's not going to be here after yeah. this year. <laughs> There's no way they're going to get a contract that works uh, there. You could try them with Grizzly. They play with each other together in Boston University. They could pair well together. Jimmy, thoughts on uh, – oh, Jimmy's uh, talking to his TV right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm, I'm on mute. Sorry, no, on me. a, I, was, I was on mute. I saw, when, I, when I put on mute, again, I want to make sure that there was no sound going. That's my. That's on me. Um, I, I think you got to put him on. Uh, I think you got to put him uh, with with Char. I mean, it is what it is right now. I like him last year when he played with Carlo. Um, I'm not a big McAvoy guy. I think the guy is probably one of the most overrated guys in the NHL. We talked about this earlier today. The kid just – he has good games, and then he disappears for stretches of – not just, like, stretches of the game, stretches of in – just in general of games. That just they, He's all, like, debrusque. And eventually when it's time to pay him, I let him walk. He wants a lot of money. I don't think he's the Francis Altering, Ray Bork, Bobby Orr. I don't even think that he's Carlson. Like, this kid, he's – He's 20. Uh, he's played three full seasons, and this is his fourth playoff or fourth year in the playoffs. He doesn't score enough for me. I mean, he just doesn't – and he's not great defensively. He takes plays off. I don't know. To me, I, people like to blame Chara or when he's playing with Carlo last year. I think Carlo last year really helped his sock because Carlo would make up for a lot of his defensive deficiencies. I think it's time for him to go. Uh, not time to go, but I think it's – he's not the guy that the Bruins hope he's going to be, in my opinion. Yeah, we talked earlier about how last week Tyler had said the uh, he thinks the top pair is actually Krug and Carlo, and you saw that today when they went up against the Ajo line, um, and I got to give Tyler credit on that one because they definitely looked like the better pair tonight. This morning. This, yeah, this morning, tonight. Well, it's night now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be tonight. Yeah, it was supposed to be last night. Supposed to be last night. <laughs> and that is a great transition into let's move on to the games around the league that we should be talking about with last night's Columbus Blue Jackets and Tampa Bay Lightning five overtime game, Corpusalo versus Vasileski. Tyler, start us off on that one. If I got to cost my candidate for if Columbus wants the Stanley Cup, I know who's already getting it. <laughs> uh, Corpusalo carried Columbus pretty, pretty big. Um, Tampa Bay had 88 shots on Corpus Salo. He saved 85. I'm doing my math correct. Yep. Columbus has got to do better. They were playing like us. They just were carrying the puck, and they just kind of threw it away and gave it to Tampa Bay. And Corpus Salo was just unstoppable that entire game. That's all i got to say. He, just unstoppable. Justin? Yeah, no, honestly, I agree with you, Tyler. I mean, and heck, he has just what? He set a new NHL record for most saves in the game. I mean yeah. – Listen, I was looking at Corpus Allo and I was just like, you want to swap him for Tuca? I would love that. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, but why can't we have guys like that? Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, why can't we get a goaltender like him? Like, well, what, what's up with that? Like, which which one of you two, Justin or Jimmy, was the one who said that was a soft Tuca like goal last night after that game winning goal? That was me. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like, a lot like, a lot like the, uh, the third, uh, yeah, the third goal that Tuca gave up today. But very soft. No, yeah, the the soft. And also that Carolina goal with the flurry from the point. Yeah, that was that, also. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the third one. Yeah, 
I, yeah, I thought that was, was, I thought that was Tuka's worst goal today. Um, he probably could have tracked that better, or probably should have tracked that better, is what I'm saying. Um, the first, first goal. Great, yeah, that's another thing. Ras just didn't look ready for those shots. He never looks ready. No, he, and there was a couple times, too, where, I'm like, sorry. he was out of position. <laughs> he was just, like, not – like, he was not square to the puck and, or whatever. And I, I think, to be honest with you, unless it's a ridiculously awesome tip in front of the net, any shot that goes in from the blue line or from the point, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Do I mean? I mean, like, yeah. no, see, I, I won't go that far. I mean, if you're, like, really screened – and that's why I kind of gave him a little bit of break in the third one. I want to say it's soft because – but the way he reacted, he didn't see it until it was too late. But your bigger body st- – don't go down so early, in my opinion. I mean, I'd rather you get beat low on a shot from the point than beat high. In my opinion, you're a taller guy. That's me. Yeah, I didn't like the first one. The uh, I, I could see the first one a little bit better as being more screened. Uh, but the second one was more of a flash screen, I believe, somebody kind of – or am I getting my goals mixed up? Yeah, uh, you're talking, talking about the third one, because the second yeah, one was a I felt like on the, the first one, the traffic moved in front of him, and he had more time to to um, to see the puck as it came through the screen, as opposed to all the traffic that was in front of him for the first. Just my opinion. Uh, I've been yeah. wrong a million times in my life, and will be wrong a million more. <laughs> <laughs> um, last night, after that five overtime game, I was at work watching that one, and thank God it was slow because I was a terrible server last night and just kept. Yeah, stopping. I could not. I couldn't watch that entire game. It was five overtime. That's just wild. Well, that was three overtimes past your bedtime. That's why, Tyler. <laughs> True. Last night the Honestly, Flames also beat uh, the Stars. I don't think the Stars have really been looking too. No. Great in the last couple games, anyway. They had a I good comeback, and then they just blew it in the second period. Uh, Jimmy, you said you called that. Yeah, I, I think I think the Flames are winning this game, this series in five. I think uh, Dallas is a not a very good team. They're they're uh, what are they number two seed? No, what are they? The, are they uh, the one seed there? No, they're not the one no. seed. They're not the four. They're, 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 they're the two of the three seed. I'm finding it. I'll let you know. Anyway. Sh- something we should know, right? They're the three seed. They're, okay. Yeah, they're not that good of a team. They're not. Um, ben Bishop, he was good in Tampa because he's a big body. That's about all he is. I mean, the speed of um, Calgary shows. Mm. And Jamie, uh, Jamie Ben is not good anymore. He's a power forward. Pretty much. Yeah. He's the. Pretty, he had one of the two goals last night. He was the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, you can score a goal and not look good. I mean, David Back has scored goals for us last year. He was not good either. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I just look at Calgary, and I think they're a much better team. Yeah, you know who didn't have a good game last night was uh, Tyler Sagan. Uh, no shots in 16 and a half minutes on the ice. There's a name that's kind of quieted down down there. Uh, but on the other end, you got um, Dylan Dubé for – Scored twice. Yeah, scored twice. I've heard his name come up a couple of times uh, in the last few games for Calgary. Uh, and then the goaltender was playing pretty well. Uh, who was it last night? It was um, Talbot, Talbot, Cam Talbot. Yeah. Had a reasonable Ooh. game. Um, I liked him out in Edmonton his last year there, and then they decided to uh, move on. Oops. <laughs> My turn for the pulling police. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong Trojans, Dave. Uh, goddamn iPhones. You plug them in and they make all sorts of noise. <laughs> and then last night we saw that. Chicago back to being the Chicago we saw from the regular season. Uh, losing to Vegas, what was it, 4-1? to one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the Chicago team I, that we... I think, I think the Golden Knights are going to make the finals, though. Cause so, <laughs> I think Chicago is just going to get messed the hell up this series. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why we, uh, most of us anyway, I forget what Jimmy did on this one, but I think that's why most of us thought Chicago wasn't even going to make it to this round. Um, I picked picked Chicago. They only had 20 shots on goal. You did did pick Chicago? You were going with their experience, huh? I said the curse of Edmonton was not going to, it was a real thing. (laughs) I forgot about about the curse of the great one. Yeah, hey, now you'll never forget. Well, you forgot again, so you probably will. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so, Jimmy, um, 
someone uh, cold-heartedly reported that you were late today because you were sending a hot dog to Phil Kessel after the three-nothing loss that the uh, Coyotes suffered at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche today. You want to care to comment on that? Yeah, it was. It was a foot long, extra mustard. <laughs> and he liked it. He actually had me take the bun off. And actually, just slide it down his throat. Mm-hmm. He enjoyed mustard it. on that guy. <laughs> he, he enjoyed it, actually. He oh, said, thank God. you, sir. Can I have another? And I said, I don't have another for you. Wow. God. Um, Arizona only put up 14 shots in that game. I know. Yeah. That I was pitiful. I think Coyotes are in for a uh, reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I they're going to get Colorado's my Western team pick to make it. I think they're going to yeah. last Vegas. It's either the Golden Knights or Avalanche. I see making the finals. Yep. I totally agree I don't with see that the, I, I, I don't see the Blues making it. I, I just, they're playing tonight. We'll see. Uh, they're, that, they're that's, all, my, that's my third team. I think they're going to make it. I think the Blues have a chance of making it again. I don't. The older teams, like the Bruins, they just, I don't know if they can get tuned up enough. That's why I'm not picking the Bruins to go to the finals. I'm not picking – that's why it's, I'm, picking, I'm picking young teams. I'm picking Colorado. I'm picking Philly. Those are my two finals teams. Excellent. I did uh, the NHL.com bracket, and I got Colorado and uh, Boston. I, if Boston can get that second line rolling and the first line works off the rust or whatever you want to call it from their, quote, preseason, then uh, I think Boston will be a team to be reckoned with because they do have the two goaltender tandem that some of these teams don't have. We saw we saw playoff uh, Chucky Coyle again. In the playoffs, Charlie Coyle is worth every single penny they're paying him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. he played amazing at a Carolina game. He's got to be your number two center once Krejci's gone because you know Krejci's not coming back. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Tracks up. And that's honestly why they signed him, too. They totally signed him knowing that Krejci was not uh, going to be last much longer. So they were preparing him to be the second center. And listen, I love watching top Charlie Coral, and he is dragging Bjork and Richie behind them. Let me tell you, like that, like mm-hmm. he's he's awesome to watch. Just such a possession player, so hard to defend. Big guy. It's I, I love the player all around. Good good player. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. that. Bjork was another name that didn't come up too much today. Um, we did see him a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to find his stats right now, but he was one of those guys that I thought I really wanted to see a better look at from. In the playoffs, he played 11:34 and had two shots and was a minus one. So he really didn't have a great game today. Well, but they all can't be Danton Heinen, okay, guys? Hey, <laughs> I, felt, I felt attacked in that ta- text message chain, all right? Because you know how I feel about Heinen. I felt he was good defensively, the son of a bitch. I know. I, I can't. I, I said it. I want to know if you guys should catch on. I was talking to you, and I'm so happy you did. <laughs> I, oh, God. I, I was reading, and I started dying laughing, and then I was with my daughter, and I was like, oh, I can't even right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Dave. I was totally crapping on the guy. I am not a fan of Heinen. I think he's a diamond dozen player. No, <laughs> that's fine. I, I, thought he, I thought he was better than people gave him credit for, but I understand where people are coming from. Um, if it took moving him to get – the Bacchus contract off the books, I was okay with that move. Yeah, uh, he was right. a plug. He was a plug. He was a Band-Aid. <laughs> he was a ripped Band-Aid. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> he was a ripped Band-Aid that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Oh, goodness. All right, let's, let's move along to – let's go through and we'll all get on tape uh, our actual predictions so that we can laugh at each other in the next round like we did this round. We'll start sure. out east. I'll start with you, Tyler. What's your prediction on the Philly-Montreal series? I have the Phillies in six. I think, I think the Phillies just look like a really good team. I think Carey Price is going to go play very good during the series, as usual, but I don't think he'll uh, – I, I think Philly will just get some goals in there. I, I, I just don't see the Montreal offense or defense just do anything to really help Price. Yeah, no, honestly, Tyler, I totally agree with you. Um, I, I, I think um, – I think the Canadians caught like a little bit of a high because, oh, they beat a team like Pittsburgh, which is clearly, honestly, I think due for a rebuild, especially after this early playoff exit on a side note. Uh, so I think they got a little high from that. But um, just seeing Philly, they were the hardest team before the whole COVID break, and they still seem like they're the hardest team coming back from it. And um, I think they've really put something together in Philly, and I, I can't see the Canadians winning the series at all. Uh, you say six, I'm picking them in five. To be honest, I can see him maybe losing one game, but other than that, I think Philly's just going to roll over Canadians. Jimmy, who you got? Philly, Montreal. 
I got Philly in five. I want to say six, but Montreal's not good. Um, and I think that what I like against what I like for Montreal against Pittsburgh is that they had a significant edge in goalie, and I think that uh, Hart and Price is pretty comfortable at this point. So I'm a, I'm don't think it's going to be that. I, I I'm picking the Philly in five. Yeah, I'm going to go Philly in six on this one. I, I think Montreal, I, as much as I liked to shit on them the last time we were making predictions, I think that Shea Weber upped his game, and, and I think he's a lot healthier than we have seen him. Um, Jeff Petrie had a, a big goal, I think an overtime goal in that last series. Pittsburgh today, I believe it was, that they announced that they weren't going to re-sign all three of their assistants. I mean – they're starting a few things over down there. So, uh, but I, I just think Montreal got their little push, and Philly is. But Philly's the younger, hungrier team. I don't, I don't see the Montreal beating that one up. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on Tampa Bay Columbus series? Oh man, we match of the century right there, right? Um, listen, it, 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 like I. I don't like Tampa whatsoever. Maybe it's because they had our biggest rivals and arguably probably one of the um, leading contenders for the cup this year. Um, and I really want to see Tampa again, get blown out by Columbus, but I don't see that happening. Um, especially with five overtimes uh, the other game last night, I think Columbus really had to work hard to, um, you know, get past the least. I mean, that thing went to five games um, again, the other night that five overtimes um, you may not feel it the day after, but I think whoever won that game has a huge leg up in the series. Um, and this year, I think the Lightning did address a few things as far as like it becoming more physical and being a little bit more hard-nosed, which they were really criticized for, um, especially being bounced in the playoffs for the past few years. I think they've addressed that this year. Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting series and probably go to six games, six, maybe seven games. But I, I got to go with Tampa that they just have too many ways to beat you. I mean, even without Stamkos, I mean, they, they just look, they're all over the ice, uh, great talent. And I think Columbus will work hard, but I can't see them winning this time. I'm picking, uh, I'm picking Columbus in seven. Um, to the complete opposite of what Justin is saying here. Uh, I think that going to five overtime, five overtime actually helps. Columbus because I think it slows down Tampa. I mean, you had a lot of minutes on a lot of those guys. And I think that Columbus is a slower team. They're a more physical team. That doesn't really get hampered down by playing a lot of minutes. Um, if anything, you get better as the time goes on. So I, I like them going on, especially because they've already played two and a half games. I like, uh, I like Columbus in seven. Plus, but plus Veselovsky. Pick a real goal number before I pick you. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Tyler, who you got? The Blue Jackets or the Lightning? I see the Blue Jackets in seven as well. If the Blue Jackets be consistent in their plays, they'll win this. They'll win this whole series. Corpus Salo has been playing amazing. He's been unstoppable, as I said before. And if he, if he just continues to be that way, Columbus has got this in the bag. All that needs to happen is Columbus needs to be consistent in their plays. They looked like kind of. They kind of looked like the Bruins during the Carolina game uh, earlier today. Yeah, I, I'm picking. I'm actually picking. I flopped a lot on this one. I'm picking Tampa Bay in seven. Um, I, I just think it's the talent, much more talented team. Uh, no offense to Columbus. I, I know that they beat them last year and they swept them, but that's not going to happen. You can't ride that this year. Columbus is a, is a good team. They're good, solid defensively with uh, Seth Jones, and they got two good young goaltenders in uh, Merz Lincolns and uh, Corpusolo. Corpusolo, excuse love me. Love Seth Jones. Yeah, so, and, you know, Boone Jenner is not a terrible player himself. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm going – I hate to say it, but I'm going Tampa and seven on this one. Uh, the next series is the Islanders and the Capitals. I, I have the Islanders in seven games. Uh, I think we've seen it time and time before with Washington where they play really well, but if you can get them to a seventh game, you got a really good shot, and I think the Island is the team that are going to do that to them this year. Jimmy, convince me I'm wrong. Islanders and Sex, actually. Um, their name is not the Boston Bruins, so Holtby is not made of uh, a brick <laughs> wall. Um, so you can actually let goals in. So I'm going to pick the Islanders in uh, six, and it's actually one of the – I don't do a lot of series bets, and this is actually one of the ones I actually put some money on is Islanders and Six. Uh, I have Islanders and Six, too. Um, I think – Oh god! Uh, I think Washington will have those kind of good games. I think they'll probably have some like kind of four zero shutout. 
But I just don't think Holtby will be able to be able to keep up with the Islanders because the Islanders are just an amazing team. You got guys like Barzell, Everly. They're all tough players. And Islanders have just I've just built a has become a much better franchise during these like la- this last decade. They've just been improving. I think they will definitely be Washington. And if they do, I think the Islanders could be a really significant team during this playoff run. Yeah, uh, the Islanders uh, general manager is a Jeff Gordon used to work for the Bruins, and I agree that they've been built pretty well in the last few years or so. Uh, Justin, New Islanders, Washington, and then give me go right into your Boston, Carolina. We have five minutes left, or I have to pay. Oh gosh! All right, all right. I'm trying to make space. So uh, as far as Washington Islanders, I, I agree. I, I pick Islanders in six or seven games. Um, I know that hot dog that Jimmy got Phil Kessel is going down his throat easy, but uh, it's not going down to Washington's throat very easy. Um, they're, that team, they're one of the biggest underachieving teams, I think, of the last century. Uh, they should absolutely win more uh, more cups and more playoff games than they do, but I think they're massive underachievers, and they won their cup already, so they're kind of like, hey, we're here, we'll see how we do. If we lose, we lose. It's what it is. Uh, very nonchalant mentality, and I think uh, the Islanders have built really well, very trust, shut down the defenseman guy. So I think they're just gonna they're gonna take this series in six or seven games. Um, Bruins Carolina, uh, I definitely have the Bruins. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be a sweep like it was last year by any means. Uh, but I definitely have the Bruins in probably five, uh, probably six games. I'll give them uh, six games, um, especially if the Bruins weren't playing their best today, but they were still able to come out with a W. If they start to turn it on even more as the series goes on, I don't think Carolina stands much of a chance. I have Canes in uh, seven. I think the Canes, I think the Carolina Trader. Hurricanes. I, that's how I feel. Hurricanes are going to just that'd be a close series. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler. I couldn't help myself. Uh, I'll be quick you're, about this. You're right. It's going to be a good series. I think it's. I personally think it's going to be Carolina in seven. I mean, Boston in seven. Excuse me. Traitor. I spoke. Uh, I really do think Boston in seven. I'm just an idiot. Jimmy? Carolina in six. Until Bruins actually get a real goalie in there, I'm never going to back the Bruins in a series. They do have a real goalie in there, Jimmy. Yeah, right. Sebastian, oh, he's, it's, he's, he's starting tomorrow. You're right. He's starting. It's right. the Sebastian the whole line. That guy's been playing like a monster during this playoff series too. So all right. we got we got we got to go for him. Moving out west, yeah. three minutes to go, or, or you guys yeah. all owe me money. I'll pass the hat around. <laughs> um, we'll go quick. Jimmy, just give me a prediction. Vegas, Chicago. Uh, I'm going Vegas. Vegas. I agree. Vegas all the way. Yeah, I get Vegas in six. I'm going to give Chicago two games on that one. Uh, Justin, Colorado, Arizona. Oh, I, I think after that game today, hands down, God, Colorado Avalanche. They just manhandle the Coyotes. I believe the Coyotes can win this. No, I got Avalanche in four. <laughs> Avalanche in four. You couldn't even get through that sentence. <laughs> Avs in five. There's two yeah. deep. Avs, yeah, absolutely. It's too, too much talent up front. Good goaltending in the back. Uh, although I, I do like, uh, was it Demp, uh, Demper, Demter out in Arizona? I'm saying his name oh. wrong, and I apologize. Uh, he is a good goaltender, I feel. Um, got less than Colorado, Dallas. I have, Cal- I mean, Calgary, Dallas. I have Calgary in seven. Uh, I think that I just don't. I, Jimmy, you alluded to earlier about Ben Bishop. Um, Justin, who you got in that series? Oh, I definitely have uh, Calgary. Uh, I just think with Dallas, like, you know, they have they have Perry, Ben, and Pavelski, but all those guys are all the guys on the tail end of the careers. Uh, I think Calgary, just their young talent speed, um, they, they, they got the series, I think, six, seven games. I got Calgary in six. There's, I already went over it. Calgary, Calgary in six. Then, Tyler, I want you to give me Calgary, Dallas, and then switch right over to St. Louis, Vancouver. Calgary in six, St. Louis, Vancouver. I have Vancouver in seven. I have St. Louis and five over a young Vancouver team. Justin? Sorry, Justin, we can't hear you. Tough, we'll this is a tough one. Back to you. Uh, uh, I have, yeah, I want to go Vancouver, but it's not going to happen. They're a year away. I'm going St. Louis in six. All right, Justin, we got you back. There you go. I think so, hopefully. Maybe. I know. Awesome. Yeah, you go. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, um, unfortunately, I, I, I'm going to have to go with St. Louis on this one. I just think they're, uh, they're, they're veterans. Uh, Vancouver is still too young and too small. Excellent. All right. That's all the time we have at the Boston Bee Party this week. Thank you very much for listening. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. We'll talk to you next week. My boy, Burgi. Love the stash. You lose a bet.
Uh, listen, this is playoff hockey. Guys are going to get frustrated uh, as long as they don't uh, let it affect them on the ice in terms of their job responsibility, job description, and discipline. Um, you know, I think Jake was a little bit. He had a couple of good looks. It didn't go his way. I thought he worked hard to get those. Uh, he keeps doing those type of things. They'll go in for him. Um, power play got frustrated for obvious reasons. Give them a lot of credit for balling us up. Uh, we got a little stubborn at times, so there was some frustration there. But at the end of the day, it didn't affect our five-on-five five play, Matt. I thought we stuck with it, defended really, really well. Um, played hard, played for one another, uh, supported pucks, and and did a lot of good things on offense, five-on-five. Five. Um, you know, I thought Mrazek uh, played really well, made some key stops uh, and some good looks for us. But um, you know, certainly our best five-on-five five offensive play we've seen, uh, you know, since we restarted. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! <laughs>